Welcome back to the Fantasy Funk House. <clears throat> Believe it or not, week 11. The year is flying by. Unbelievable. Um, we are getting close to Thanksgiving. Uh, I can barely believe it's even, you know, past Halloween at this point. Um, so it's, it's, it's insane to think about uh, best time of the year, and it just it just flies by, you know, as fast as possible. So we have an outstanding show. I know we went back to basics brass tacks last week with just Jerry and myself, but we got a great guest tonight, Mr. Big Sky Timbo Slice. Timmy, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. So I know uh, I was a little late inviting you last week, so we certainly don't hold that against you. But uh, I will say I'm still waiting on a reply from Eric D. So, Eric, if you're out there, I hope everything's okay. Um, have not heard from you yet. <laughs> We'd love to get you on the show. Seven days and counting. So, uh, Tim, uh, congrats on the um, anticipated new family member we were just chatting about before record. So it's very exciting. Um, very happy for for you and Kaylee. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, if you um, if you see me run away or don't hear from me, I, I have to. I'm on my way to the hospital, so okay. I apologize in advance if that happens. I don't anticipate it. I should be okay, but <laughs> that just is in fair. case, you never know. You never know. And as always, my co-host, Mr. Chains, Jerry. How's uh, you and KJ doing tonight? Doing good. She's over here uh, playing with some some of her toys and. Uh, we're looking forward to the playoffs right around the corner. Crazy how fast this year's gone. Yeah, we are. I'll be. Um, it'll be a miracle if I can sneak in there in any league at this point. But uh, you never know. Crazier things have happened. So we will jump right in. Jerry, give us your trademark rundown of Week Ten. Yeah. So as usual, another wild week. Uh, QBs. Put up the numbers. Dak, once again, another huge week. QB1. In the past three weeks, he's got 37 points, 35 points. And this week, he put up 48, just under 50. He's playing on a different level. He had five touchdowns this week, uh, four through the air and one on the ground. Herbert was a big week, 37 points, 323 yards, four touchdowns. Sam Howell, another big week for him as well, 31 points, 312 yards, and three touchdowns. Brock Purdy, Geno, Dobbs, they all had 25-plus on the week. Big week for uh, quarterbacks. Some, uh, you know, different name quarterbacks there. Running back was uh, an all, a lot of lot of different names here. Brian Robinson, running back one on the week, 27 points. Only while rushing eight times uh, for 38 yards. He got all his points from receiving, six for 119 and a touchdown. Gibbs. Got the goal line carry with Monty in the lineup. Gibbs managers rejoicing. Uh, he had two touchdowns. Looks like he's earned that split backfield officially. He had 26 points this week, 77 yards, two touchdowns. Devin Singletary, big game for him, 23 points. He got the ball a billion times. He had 30 carries, 150 yards, and a touchdown. That's his uh, career high. Uh, Eckler, Javante, Kaft, and Kenneth Walker, they all had 20-point games as well. Wide receiver, our boy Baggy Sleeves, Keenan Allen, 40-banger, 11 for 175, two touchdowns. Ridiculous game from him. Baggy's having his, one of his best seasons of his career. Couldn't be more mad at myself for doubting him. He's been staying healthy, too. Love to see it. 
C.D. Lamb, he's continuing his reign of terror right now, just under 40 points, 11 for 151 and 1, plus uh, a rush for 14 yards and a touchdown. He's got 41, 28, and 39 points in his last three games. Ridiculous. Uh, across from him, Brandon Cooks, huge game. Wide receiver, uh, three on the week, 32 points, nine for 173 and 1. Amon Ra had 30. Evans had 26. Noah Brown, another big game from him with 24. Chase and Lockett both had nice games. A tight end, Hawk Sucker. Hawkinson, 30 points, 11 for 134 and 1. He looks like he's going to be doing just fine with Dobbs out there. Trey McBride, our boy, does it again, 21 points. 8 for 131 in his debut with Kyler there. Kittle with a big game. He had a, a real big catch, 3 for 116 and 1 touchdown. And then uh, Kincaid and Conklin rounding out the tight ends. They both had pretty nice games as well. A lot of different names this week. This is what you see towards the end of the season. These guys that kind of come out of nowhere, the Trey McBrides, the, you know, CD Lamb was not that great the first half of the season. Now right. he's been the wide receiver one basically <laughs> three weeks in a row. So I've seen a lot. Gibbs is coming on. A lot of guys coming on. It's, it's, it's real interesting with playoffs just around the corner here. Yeah, it is. We all know that stuff can change in an uh, instant, you know, but some guys have really come on. <clears throat> like you said about CD, I have him in a dynasty league, and I was kind of shopping him preseason just to see what offers I would get. And I got some decent ones, but ultimately didn't decide to pull the trigger. Very thankful for that because um, he's an animal. And he self-proclaimed himself as the best wide receiver in the league this week. By the way, he's playing right now. It's hard to argue, but uh, I think a couple guys named uh, Tyreek and, you know, if a, a healthy Justin Jefferson were playing, uh, they'd have a little something to say about that. But can't deny what he's done so far. So I am <clears throat> really looking forward to this playoff stretch here because there's some guys in some good situations that I think uh, could really, I don't want to say float to the top, but make a huge impact that haven't before. And, you know, I guess that can segue into our Fantasy Funkhouse stock exchange here. And Keaton Mitchell, Michael Keaton Mitchell. Uh, Tim, I want to get your take on Mitchell. I'm not sure how much uh, you've watched of him, but, uh, yeah, what, what do you think? Do you like him? Um, I, I like him. I, you know, I'm not going to. You guys know my thoughts on running backs. I, I, I don't know much about him. I think um, the best way I can explain him, it kind of seems like he's um, very Gibbs-like, but wasn't the 12th round, twelfth overall pick or whatever Gibbs was. Right. So I, I saw a tweet that said something. The, the Baltimore Ravens basically are the Detroit Lions offense. They just don't throw it as much. They have a lot of the same type of players um, at each position. And Mitchell was a lot like Gibbs. And the way I've seen him play, I think it's that's what he is. I, I think he's a good one to buy. I mean, when the head coach says he's going to give him some more work, I think that's all you need to hear. I think that's a fair comp. Yeah. I would say <clears throat> my argument to that is Goff is a far cry of an athlete from uh, Lamar Jackson. That's my, my only critique of that. But I can see the similarities for sure. Um, Jerry, I know we talked a little bit about Gus and, and Mitchell, but focusing more on Mitchell this week, what are your thoughts? Big yeah. game last week and really not a lot of touches. So 
the efficiency has got to die down eventually, but man, you got to get this kid some more touches. Yeah. I mean, we, we did talk about this whole backfield in the stock exchange last week and uh, Gus had his off week this week. And I really do like Mitchell here. I think he, uh, he has the, the, Jerry's on dad duty. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, for Keaton, I really like his opportunity there. And he's doing a lot with uh, all the touches he's getting. Like you said, if he can get some more touches, and he, he looks explosive on that offense. They like to run a lot. Um, I really like him for the rest of the season, man, into the playoffs. He could be a, a sneaky flex player that could make a difference on your team. Yeah, it's sticking on the Ravens. Um, so I went to a concert with Bry and uh, Nikita last Friday, and we were talking about this. I don't understand why, but all of a sudden Lamar Jackson is the favorite for MVP. Can anybody explain to me why that is? Because uh, I don't see it. And I'm a Lamar fan, but I just don't quite get it. He's, I think he has the same amount of turnovers as he has touchdowns, and the, I know the team is winning. But he's not really putting up any numbers. So, do either one of you have an explanation for that? Do you do you believe that, uh, or why do you think that's the case? I mean, unless people are watching through a different lens than I am, I don't see that. <laughs> I I have also have not heard that. Um, I mean, their record is good, and he's their best player. So, I I guess that, you know, by Ipso facto, he's a, an MVP type candidate, but to me, when I think MVP, I think of probably at least two or three players above him. Yeah, and pretty far above him, and one's a rookie. So I, yeah. I don't have him. Yeah. He's not on my ballot. Yeah, I don't. I don't see where that's coming from either. I, I'll take Stroud as the MVP. I love that. Preaching to the choir there. I'm sure that's who uh, Tim was intimating there. Um, as far as last Friday, he was the betting favorite. Um, had the best odds of winning MVP. And I was just, couldn't wrap my head around it, to be honest with you. Because, you know, you got Stroud. You got Mahomes. I think Tua belongs in the conversation. A few weeks ago, I would have said Josh Allen. Um, you could probably make that conversation for Jalen Hurts, obviously, as well, even though I don't think he's, you know, playing that well. But the team is, you know, pretty dominant right now. So um, I do think there's some some guys over top of them. So speaking of Josh Allen, the Bills, uh, what the hell? So, Jerry, your co's took care of business in back-to-back -back weeks, took down the Chiefs, and, you know, Mahomes couldn't have a Jordan flu game. So uh, it, it, the, the Chiefs looked – and I realize it runs through my homes, but they looked in disarray and, and the bills are just, I, I have no idea what team I'm even watching right now compared to what we've seen early in the season. So, uh, Jerry, what are your thoughts on Josh Allen and Diggs and just this whole team in general? Yeah. I think the Broncos are just such an elite team that they make these other teams look bad. Um, but no, and see, in, in all seriousness, uh, they just fired their offensive coordinator. Right. Yeah, the Bills, I believe, Dorsey. So they're in shambles a bit. They're now five and five. 
I read, I read today they have like a 33% chance of making the playoffs or something. So they, they got to start stringing some wins together. They're, where are they at in the division? Third, fourth? They are second, I believe, still. Still second? Um, yeah, yeah I because guess the Jets have a losing record. Right? Yeah, because the Jets are four and five. The Bills are five and five. Dolphins six and three. Yeah. And the Pats are like two and I think the Pats have only won two or three games. Yeah, so. it's so something they're they're in second place in the division by default of having a bad division and Aaron Rodgers getting hurt and all of that. Yeah, I don't I'm I'm not uh very confident in him. You can you know Diggs is gonna be his usual self and not be happy and then he'll he's not gonna play as good when he's in his tantrum mode. Yeah. So uh not excited about a lot of the Bills players going forward here. Allen has more interceptions than any other QB in the league, I believe. Oh, that's wild. I didn't see that. I, I totally believe it, though. I, I definitely believe it. He's, like, third with the most interceptions in the past, like, four years. So that's not a stretch by any means. Um, and I will say, I was – I don't. I would never wish injury on anybody, but when Trayvon Diggs tore his ACL, I was like, yes, I don't have to hear about this fucking idiot anymore. Most overrated player in the league. And we still have to hear about him because I forgot he's Steph Diggs' brother. Nobody cares what you have to say. I get it. He was, you know, talking shit on Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey and this, but um, I hate Trayvon Diggs. I think he fucking sucks so bad. Um, I, I, uh, Tim, what do you think about Diggs, Steph Diggs, or any Diggs, really, and, uh, and Allen and these Bills? Well, I'll start with... Um... Trey Diggs, yeah. I mean, he's – I remember talking about the last time I was on here. He is one of the most overrated defensive players, in my opinion. Um, he, he's flashy, and he's on the Cowboys. That's that's why people talk about him. Um, yep. I do want to – when I talk about the Bills, I saw Dan Orlovsky on some sh- – I forget what it was, but he said something about um, – the Bills are the most predictable offense in the league and the easiest to plan for and prepare for. I thought that was the Steelers. I'm, I'm still kind of think it is, <laughs> but I, I've been saying this for a while and I've never played a down of football in my life. I've never coached, never nothing, but, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, but I can all, I watch digs a lot because I've had him on both of my fantasy football teams. So I'm always watching him. To me, I can sort of tell, and I feel like another opposing offense can tell too, when it's a run or a pass just by the way he's standing there or the way he gets off the ball. It looks like when it's about to be a run, he's just kind of standing over there like he just doesn't really care. Like he's not going to get a quick first step. But then when he kind of crouches down a little bit and is in like, you know, like a sprint, not, not like a sprinter, but, you know, like you're ready to run fast. It always seems to be a pass. Um it, so to my untrained eye that I can see that I can guarantee you a professional defensive coordinator can see that it kind of plays into him being a bit of a diva, you know, oh, yeah. where it's like, Oh, I'm not going to get the ball here. So I'm not going to even really try, which is kind of stupid because they need him to be that bit of a decoy. Um, I, I don't know much about Ken Dorsey, but I, I do know that Joe Brady, their interim to, offensive coordinator i do like a lot the reason i like him a lot 
and I think he can open some things up is he was the passing game coordinator, basically the offensive coordinator of the 2019 LSU Tigers. That LSU team was basically an NFL team. They had yeah. Burrow, they had Chase, they had Jefferson, all those guys. All right. You hadn't heard you hadn't heard of Joe Burrow before that, right? You had no idea who he was before 2019. He's always he's got the talent. It's been there, but somebody has to get that out of somebody and, and put up all those points. So I do think if you look at the Bills' offense, they have a good quarterback. They have a really good receiver. Um, they got a pass-catching running back. They have a, basically another dynamic receiver in Kincaid, even though he's a tight end. So there's somebody who can get that kind of stuff out of somebody to you know run some different schemes and plays. I mean, I, I think Joe Brady's a, a good example of that. So, And my final note on Diggs, and this drives me absolutely insane, and he was the first player that I realized that did this. He's got that mouthpiece, right? But it's never in his mouth. It's always just hanging there. Oh yeah. Why does he? Why do players do that? I don't know. That, that oh, that drives me crazy too. Yeah. Doesn't it? I he I noticed him doing that like, I guess probably two years ago. Now you see probably a handful of players per game doing that. Broderick Jones does it. That's so why? weird. Yeah. You know it, but you would think that you you know a receiver running that thing bouncing up and down that that's got to be distracting right. for Broderick Jones. It probably doesn't matter, but right. I just. Anyway, I don't I know. know if you guys have noticed that. It's just one of those things that's it's weird. When I played football in high school, you got in trouble if you didn't have that in. Like, that was a rule. Um, for safety, yeah. obviously, so you don't fucking smash your teeth in. But obviously, they're grown men. They probably don't have rules like that. But I would certainly wear a mouth guard if, <laughs> if I was an NFL player with the way they hit out yeah. there. Um, not even close. Absolutely. All very good points. Uh, James Cook's usage is... So questionable. And as somebody who invested in James Cook quite a bit, um, mostly because he just fell way lower than I thought he would. And, and he's a very capable back. They have no idea what they're doing with him. And I'm, and I hope that stops with, with Dorsey leaving. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Tim. Ken Dorsey was a quarterback for the U in the early two thousands or late nineties. There was. Yeah. Yeah. I, my favorite <clears throat> memory of him was uh, not too long ago the game that uh, Miami beat the Bills last year when he threw his little temper tantrum in the uh, box and he threw all the shit, and that was awesome. I loved seeing that. But uh, that's, I mean, that's about all I know about Ken Dorsey. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's weird because, you know, I think the Bills are second in yards and fourth in scoring or vice versa, something like that. He's out of a job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm a little over the fire Canada chance and everything, but it's like, yeah, I'm sick of it. He's, yeah. He has, a, he has a job. Still. Right. Right. <laughs> and I want to mention two, two funny little yeah. things, a great meme. I always try to mention a, a good meme, a sports meme that I saw in the week is the one where it's, it's like they say, Oh, the Steelers see that Ken Dorsey is out of a job and they immediately throw Matt Canada, like a duffel bag, like get the fuck out of here. All right, we're done. We're going to go get Ken Dorsey now. That was really funny. I liked that yeah. quite a bit. And the second of all, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of the Manning cast. I don't know. I know, Jerry, we've talked about it. You're a little hot and cold in the Manning cast sometimes. I love it. And they had Mahomes on there. Mahomes could predict um, pretty much every play that both teams were running, the Broncos and the Bills, last week. It was unbelievable. So that kind of goes along with your narrative of being, um, you know, really um, predictable. And the one they had is like, all right, you know, Patrick – what's going to happen here? 
And he's like, well, the Broncos are going to run it twice and then do a hard play action, and then they're going to score a touchdown. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And that was Sutton's, like, insane catch uh, in the back of the end zone. It was, you know, Tony Roma tries to do that every week, and he leaves the door open where he's like, ah, oh, ah, like, oh, you know, I almost had it. But Mahomes could not have been more sure of himself. Uh, so that was really impressive to me, just a little little peek through the uh, through the eyes of Patrick Mahomes there. Um Jerry, I'm going to throw it over to you. I've kind of been hogging the stock exchange here. So uh, what do you want to throw out here? Uh, let's talk about Tony Pollard. One of yeah. Rob, maybe the biggest bust of the year. Oh. Um, the Cowboys scored 49 points this past week, and he had five carries for 55 yards or something. And guess what? That was his highest rushing total since week three. 55 yards. Yeah. He hasn't scored since week one. Even Rico scored this past week. I mean, playoffs right around the corner. If you have him on your team, you're probably not making the playoffs, or you're you got lucky with a bunch of your other guys. But I mean, do you? What do you? If you have Pollard and you're heading into the playoffs area, is he benchable at this point? What do you do with him? I don't think you're gonna be able to get rid of him. Tim, you want to take that one on? I always wonder to myself with you know these running backs. And the Cowboys, I think, maybe are learning their own lesson here. Um, do they just not want to pay him eventually? They don't have a re or just give themselves not a reason to pay him because they did that with Zeke, and you see where that got them. So I, I sort of wonder if there's always some kind of behind the scenes with that. If not saying that they're just not giving him the ball because they don't want to pay him, but does that play into it? Right, it's I think probably thought. a little bit, because um, because he, he he seems very dynamic, but also it's like you know the Cowboys' offense seems to be rolling pretty well. Kind of goes back to if it's not broke, don't fix it, kind of thing, and not force anything. But it is it is a bit weird. I mean, it, you you kind of fall into that hoopla that the over the summer it's like you know Pollard's easy as usage is going to be a ton they're on a high-powered offense this guy makes a ton of sense to put in a running back but you're right i i had no idea that 55 yards was his highest of the season basically (laughs) yeah that's yeah outside of he started off pretty good you know he started off with 70 yards average a couple touchdowns the first week by week four, it was he was worthless 47 yards 29 yards 30 yards 53 51 55 I that's like not a that's not an RB that's not an RB three. No, it's like, a that's it's a desperation flex. I, I'm at the point I I really like Pollard. Um, I still believe in his talent, Tim. That's an interesting thought. I don't think it's untrue. I will say that um, something I really didn't mm-hmm. think about before, especially with a guy like him. <clears throat> but possible because I think he's still in his prime. And I think that they paid Zeke, and I want to say it worked out, but it wasn't like – it didn't blow up in their face like Gurley did. And I know Zeke was like a better prospect and stuff, but Pollard's been the better running back for like two years there. So I don't know. Maybe they're trying to learn their learn their lesson there, and maybe they think Rico Dowdle will be something. But I'm still a believer in Pollard and his talent, but it, it really does just come down to his usage. So as somebody who has Pollard in a dynasty league – I'm firing him up every week. I don't think there's anything else you can do at this point. Um, you can't bench mm-hmm. him. You're not going to have a better option. If you do, feel free. I would still start him as like 
<clears throat> probably a mid-range RB2 and just hope things change. The Cowboys have been a very weird team, you know, this year. They've played terribly. They've played, like, the best team in football. And none of it has really revolved around the run game, which is so different than what's happened before. And I know they lost Kellen Moore, and he's, like, a pass game specialist. But uh, they should be running the ball. Uh, there's no reason not to with a guy like Pollard. Maybe they are afraid to break him like the the Lions were with Gibbs earlier in the year. Teams just get like that. I think that's kind of what's going on with the Bills and James Cook. They're just afraid to break him. But you got, I think you got to fire him up, and you got to at least try to trust him because odds are you don't you don't have a better option. So I'm rolling with Pollard as long as I yeah. can, uh, barring unforeseen circumstances. Yeah. How about um, Deshaun Watson being out? So this Browns team, you got Darian Thompson Robinson been named the starter against uh, the divisional matchup against the Steelers this week. So um, what's this do to the the skill players of the Browns? I mean, well, the first game we've seen out of – uh, DTR, he went 19 for 36 with 121 yards and three interceptions. Now, that was a little sort of a different situation. That was a last-minute start. He wasn't taking first-team reps all right. week, that type deal. But um, are you surprised P.J. Walker didn't get the nod? And what does this do to this offense? I'll be honest with you. This doesn't change anything for me, the offense. I think these three guys are borderline carbon copies of each other. Deshaun Watson is beyond cooked right now. I think he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I, If I'm in the Browns, I am trying to see, you know, what else I could add to Deshaun Watson to get Baker Mayfield back. That is where I'm at um, if, if I'm, you know, running the Browns. He's just a, a bum. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. So, uh, Poopy Koopy has had some up games and some down games. And Joku, the weapons are there. Um, Cedric Tillman, that rookie, they have not done a fucking thing with him. And he's a really, really talented player. You have running backs. I mean, even if you lost Chubb, you, Jerome Ford is a very capable guy. Um, in Joku, I can't say enough about him. He's so underutilized. Uh, who else do they have? Eli Moore. Um, I know they traded, um, DPJ, but you still got some playmakers there. I would give, fantasy-wise, I'd give DTR a shot. Like you said last time, I know you played him, Jerry, and it didn't work out. I probably would have done the same thing in your situation. He's a rookie, you know, talented, and had a good combine, so people were impressed. But they are all, you know, basically the same player. But I, they might be better than, than Watson at this point. So I don't think it changes a thing. And I think the Browns are thinking, let's see what the rookie can do. We know what the veteran Walker can bring to the table. And we're probably not going to make a Super Bowl run with Deshaun Watson out for the year. So I think they just want to see what the kid can do. And um, I think the team's probably going to support him because guys like, you know, playing for for young guys like that, see see what they can do, see if they can make a leader out of him. And um, I'm kind of all here for it. I'm excited to see what, what he can do. And um, I, I usually root for the Browns. I, I don't really understand why. Probably just because they suck so bad. But I wasn't this year because I don't like Watson, and I'm I'm gonna root for him again. I do think the Steelers would are gonna win pretty handily this week, just because they have no reason to be good, and they are, and that's just who they are. 
So, Tim. <laughs> they walk right into a DTR matchup. Get out of here. They're going to win that division. I, I really honestly think they're going to win that division. I, I can't I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, I mean, it's I, – I don't think they'll win handily. I don't think the Steelers can beat anybody handily right now. But I don't know if you – if you saw the, the the line change from I think it went from Browns were four point favorites to two and a half point favorites with the announcement of Watson going down. I don't yeah. know if that says more about Watson or more about the Browns defense. I, I probably more about the Browns defense. Right. I you talked about it earlier, Matt. You don't wish anybody gets hurt, but do you kind of wish it's a, you're okay with you know, Deshaun yeah. Watson being hurt. I'm totally okay with you know, it's just it's just yeah. his shoulder. Like I I'm I'm okay with that being a lot of a very painful thing for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um but I do think it says more about their defense. I mean, their defense is just so good. I mean obviously Miles Garrett, there's not many players in the league that can do what he does. The one of them is going to be on the other team from him on yeah. Sunday. But yep. um yeah, I mean, it's just going to be one of those 16-13, 19-17 type games, in my opinion. I mean, the two and a half is about where it is. Pickett's got his own problems, and, yeah. um, you know, I don't know if Minka's going to be back in time because they're a completely different defense without him. But, um, yeah, it's a weird one. Like, you know, Deshaun Watson with the, the Texans looked amazing, and now he doesn't. He was out of football for two years. Yeah, I think that, you know, took more of an uh, effect on him than people thought. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a big Denzel Ward guy. I think he's very, very good. Um, a little bit underrated. I know he's well known, but I do think he's a tad underrated. Very good corner. And <clears throat> I, I noticed that uh, today, I believe, they announced Jalen Warren as the new starting running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So. That's interesting. I don't think that changes much, to be honest with you. Both guys had a big game last week. Um, I think they're both catching the ball more. Uh, I think the line is opening up some more lanes for them. Um, so I ha- I have one share of Najee and two Jalen Warren. I'm firing them both up. I think that's an every week thing. Um, just just do it and forget about it, and they they can produce. You know, I don't think either one is going to let the set the world on fire because I really don't see the the juice with either one of them. Um, but they're capable backs and in an offense that can, you know, grind it out. They're not going to throw 40 times a game. So I, I like them quite a bit. Uh, I want to talk about one more and then I'll, I'll throw it back to you, Jerry or Tim, if you, if you had anything on the docket, but Samuel Howell leading the league in passing yards right now, a guy that I really liked coming into the year, especially in a two quarterback league. And I have him in two, two quarterback leagues actually. And, um, do I consider sitting Josh Allen for Sam Howell? I feel like the answer is no, but it's not a fuck no. So I'm kind of on the nah. fence there. Um, and I'm considering actually Jerry and Crook League. I am shopping Lamar for some skill players to to throw Howell in there with Tua as my two quarterbacks because Lamar hasn't really impressed me that much. And and I'm just I'm really comfortable with Howell. I really like him. I really like. Even with Dotson having a zero last week, I still love his weapons. <laughs> uh, Dotson does this, and I, I just don't get it, man. We love Dotson, and um, it's it's crazy. But the weapons they have are great. The running backs, uh, the receivers. I think De- De'Ami Brown is 
kind of an underrated deep threat as the third or fourth guy there. So, um, Tim, what do you think about Sam Howell? And I guess is is this – could you ever have imagined this in, in week 11 he's leading the league in passing yards? No, um, but I will say um, uh, Patrick Mahomes is an anomaly. I'll throw him out. But I, I will say I think Eric Bieniemy knows what he's doing. Yeah. I, I do. He knows how to get people open. Sam Howell's obviously capable. Um, we've said the word overrated a lot and some underrated. Terry McLaurin probably is the most underrated receiver oh. in the league. Preaching to the choir um, here, Tim. So you've got him, and it's just how can sling it, and he's not afraid to sling it. That's that's what I wish Best. Kenny would do. Kenny's afraid to sling it. I've yeah. seen him do it. He's yeah. just afraid to do so. But the enemy knows how to get people open. And when you're a pro quarterback, you should be able to throw to a very skilled receiver that's pretty open. Um, so no, to, to go back with you, this is sh- shocking. But then when you really kind of think about it and see who he has, who his coaches are, it's not as shocking as it, it, it first starts out to be. Yeah, I think that's fair. Jerry? I love Hal, man. He's on an absolute tear right now. His last three games, he has over 300 yards in each. Um, He gets the Giants this week. So, might as well just drop another 1,000 yards on that game. Yeah, I love it. I'm all in on Sam. Uh, So, I support your Lamar endeavors. Thank you. I hope you can get something out of it. Um, that being said, do you have any interest in Lamar? I'm looking for a running back. <laughs> Step into my running back is my weak point. Yeah. Step yeah, into I my private. Out much there. <laughs> if you change your mind, step into my private. Um, uh, that's all I had, Jerry. You have anything else on, on your list? I don't know. All right. Timbo, anything you want to throw out there? I, I mean, I, I, we talked about players, something that comes to my mind, um, is I think when you talk nationally to, about people to coach of the year, you're, you're probably going to hear some Tomlin. Um, yeah. You listen to Pittsburgh Sports Radio. They kind of want him fired still, I think. I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. But to me, and, you, and if you're giving away coach of the year right now, it, it's got to be Kevin O'Connell, in my opinion. And I'd be interested to hear who you guys would give that award to. <sighs> Uh, tad biased. Mm. I'm going to go Dan Soup Campbell um, personally, but Kevin O'Connell, I could see that with what he's done. Uh, I did see an interesting stat with Justin Jefferson on the field this year. The Vikings are own five. Very interesting. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, How does that make any sense? I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to think Mike McDaniel's in the conversation, but I couldn't give it to him. I just would like yeah. him to be in the conversation, I guess, out of selfishness. And I know you're a McDaniel guy. And he guy. is, I, I would say. Yeah, I know yeah. you're a McDaniel guy, Tim. It's hard not to be a McDaniel guy, really. Um, very, yeah. very difficult. That's. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like McDaniel's a lot. That's the first name that just popped into my head. But all of those guys have been great. I think on the opposite side of the coin, the biggest flip would be for Dayball. Oh, yeah, uh, poor, man. Poor 
Dayball. And I love Dayball. Yeah, what he did with I, Giants last year, and then this year it's just a complete disaster. It's like, but I haven't heard much hate on him. It's I think yeah. They, the blame's not really getting placed on him at this time, at least. And he is the head coach, so he should get some of that. And and it's you're probably hard pressed to find a bigger Brian Dayball fan than yours truly right here. I did nothing but jerk the guy last year. He's just an awesome coach. I, I really like the way he coaches because he gets in his guys' mugs. Like he's not afraid to do that. And um, I just I, I think he has really good control over the guys and. They just don't have the talent on that team at all. And how many times did we say last year, while the Giants are six and three, this is the worst six and three team I've ever seen. Now the Steelers are challenging that this year, but the point you know stands. The Giants outkicked their coverage last year by quite a bit, and they had no reason being a, you know a, a playoff team. So yeah, it, it sucks. And and you know we always talk about you know the things that we were wrong about. I got no defense for Dayball this year, so I'm not I'm not hiding that. I still love the guy, but it's it sucks. It sucks seeing that, but I don't particularly like the Giants, so I don't really care. Um, it's just a yeah, it's a weird situation, Jerry. That's a, that's a good one. Um, yeah. I will let me ask this: midseason awards. Uh, so we talked to Coach of the Year. Um, who's your MVP right now, Tim? <laughs> CJ Stroud, I think. I love that. I, I, I think there's just. I told I, anybody who listened, I, he should have been the number one pick. Yeah. He just he has it. Oh, we we you pumped know, it hard, that, Tim. Like, I, I, yeah. X factor thing. I mean, he's got it. He's yeah. just got what it takes to win. Um, and there's not a lot of great talent on the. Texans offense, I don't think I'm. I'm a big Tank Dell, Tank Dell guy. Yeah, and I try to tell everybody else that would listen to that that he's good. Oh yeah. But I mean, I think he he gets it pretty narrowly over Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, just because. <laughs> but I'll give I'll give it to him. I love it. Yeah, we're big Stroud boys here, and uh, Tank Dell for sure. I love Tank Dell. I know Jerry's a Tank Dell guy. That was your secret player a few weeks ago during waivers. I remember that was. It funny. was. Yeah. yeah, it was my. It was my secret. I, I tried to keep it a secret, but I was not very good at it. Um, but you yeah, got he was him. My secret player. Didn't you get him? Yeah, I got him. Yeah, yeah. I did I, get him. Yeah. I drafted Tank in one of my dynasty leagues. Thrilled about it. Um, I wanted him in another. Miami was looking. I've said this in every show. Maybe we've th- said this year, but Miami was uh, really had their eye on Tank Dell. And God, that would have been fucking great. Uh, him coming out of the slot with the other two guys there. The speed. Um, my my oh, wiener God. my wiener can only get so hard thinking about it. So I will <laughs> I will move on. Um, so my MVP, yeah, I mean Stroud's a great one. I I'd probably give the edge to Mahomes just because they have nobody on that team and they're still winning. And yeah, they lost to the Coes. I get that. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is. Not as much in the conversation as I want to give him because the rest of the team is so elite and they should have probably two more losses than they do. And he has turned the ball over quite a bit. And I'm a huge Jalen Hurts guy. So I think that him being in that is more of a it's, – it's like a Lamar reflection of, yeah, the team is so good, but they're not playing that well. Um, offensive player of the year, I think it's not even close and it's Tyreek Hill. 
um, two or three miles, I think. And and calf is, you know, probably next in line, but it's, it's Tyreek. Right. Yeah. And, and I think Tyreek gets to 2000 yards. Um, that's a landslide for me for, for that one. What do you guys think? Offensive player. Uh, yeah. That's Tyreek. Yeah. yeah. Defensive. No, not much. Um, defensive, man. It's hard to not have TJ Watt. It really is. I mean, Miles Garrett in the conversation. The numbers lean towards TJ. Yeah, that's. I'll give you another. TJ's one. the king of snobs, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, he, I'll give he, you a defensive. If you look player at that... his numbers year after year versus defensive player of the year, he his numbers dominate them every time. Yeah. He's been snubbed multiple times. Who you got, Tim? Dexter Lawrence. Oh, okay. Yeah. If if you look at defensive, I mean, he's a keep in mind he's a defensive interior defensive lineman. Yeah. Yeah. His um, pass his pressure rate I think is third highest in the league. Wow. And he is a defensive interior lineman. That's unheard of. So when you talk about, you know. Miles Garrett and TJ are going to get all the sacks. I think you probably have to throw Max Crosby in there. I, I don't, but I think you have to. And of I, I course would. Nick Bosa, but I, I would. Dexter I mean, Lawrence is there really for me. Year. Yeah, I'm a big Crosby yeah, guy. Yeah, Lawrence is kind of like Donald-esque, you know, prime mm-hmm. Donald coming up the middle, causing disruption. I will say that, right. that Clemson team that had Dexter Lawrence um, – Christian Wilkins and who's the other one? Clellan Farrell. That was terrifying. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Even, <laughs> even though Farrell was a, was a, a horrible bust, but that's only because the Raiders picked him and, and picked him way too early. But the other two, obviously I'm a huge Wilkins guy. He's amazing and very easy to like, but uh, yeah, yeah, those two guys in the interior, terrifying. So that's a, that's a great one. It's a great one. Rookie of the year defensively, it's, I think it's Jalen Carter by another landslide. And offensively, you know, if Stroud doesn't win the MVP, can he win both? That'd be cool. I, they're not going to give him both, but I think, awesome. he, I think he deserves both, like, pretty easily. Um, if not, uh, Puka Nakua, probably. I think, I think that's a pretty easy one. Yeah, he's had a pretty amazing year. Addison's having a good yeah, year. Yeah, uh, for sure. Gibbs, maybe if he if he keeps this up, could see it. All right. Yeah. So Laporta. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great one, Jerry. Laporta, Kincaid's turned it on. Um. All right. So, very long segment. Love that. Great discussion. But we are going to get into our smashes of the week, and usually the smashes are brought to you by Burger Daddy and Drip Coffee House, but. We're going to do things a little different today, and, you know, we're going to, we're going to turn back the clocks a little bit. When your family is real hungry, eat in Appleys. Special steak delivery from your friends in Appleys. Happy in Appleys, you'll be happy. 
hap, happy in Nepalese. You'll be hap, hap, hap in Nepalese. Get some sweetheart wings and some pepperoni when you're real hungry with your family in Nepalese. Stromboli, calzone, get some Italian cuisine in Nepalese. So I don't know if you guys could hear that or not. Jerry had a smile, so I'm guessing he did. <laughs> but, uh, Tim, could you hear that? I figured play? out what it was. Yeah. I, I could not hear that, but I, I, get, I think I wish I did. Based yeah. Off of, You'll hear it. Once you, you, you're kind of bopping along to it. Oh, but. yeah. That's a big time bop. So that's an ad. It's a jingle that Jerry wrote. Because um, you know Dubois Area Radio is the number one jingles ever. I mean, they're unbelievable. Um, Lindbergh Furniture, still the best jingle of my life. I'll never forget it. Lynn Lindbergh. Oh, man. Lynn Lindbergh. The classic. Uh, Shankles Pharmacy, Caring for You is what we do. I mean, they're all just unbelievable hits. But Jerry wrote one for Naples, and it is incredible. So we uh, we like to play that on here. We haven't this year, but we're going to start. So this week's smash picks are, no disrespect to Drip Coffee and Burger Daddy, but brought to you by Naples Pizzeria. You're looking for a little special steak or a calzone? Head on down to the uh, old Kmart Plaza, as I would refer to it, or Bilo, whatever you want to call it, in Dubois, uh, not too far from where Burger Daddy sets up in the winery. So go on down and uh, get a slab of pie and, and tell them the champ sent you. So get into the smashes for this week. Uh, reviewing last week, so only only me and Jerry's to review, and I did outstanding, I will say. Quarterback Samuel Howell, already talked about him a little bit, 31 points, like I said, leading the league in passing yards. And two and three in passing yards, I believe, is Stroud and Tua. So um, I love seeing that top three. That's a great top three. My only non-smash of the week, Aaron Jones with a lowly 9.4 points. Uh, Tyler Boyd. So this was my option play last week. And I will say, I thought Chase might not play. Higgins is the one that didn't play. But still scooted Boyd in there. He had a great game, 19.7 points. And my other option was Dotson, who had a zero. So thank fucking God (laughs) I could sneak him in there. So I love that. And then uh, I'll tell you, Jerry, I believe last last week I said Dalton Kincaid would have at least five catches and a touchdown. He had five for 51 and a score for just over 16 uh, fantasy points. So um, we're not one to victory lap here in the funk house, but I'm going to go ahead and take one for that. Um, loved that. So three out of four, Jerry, how'd you do? Uh, not bad. Uh, QB. I had our boy, the theme of the episode, CJ Stroud. Yeah. Um, he was QB 11 on the week. He had 22 points, 356 yards, one touchdown, um in the air and he also had a rushing touchdown so uh just outside the top 10 i'm gonna take him as a smash uh monty i had it running back he was running back 13 uh 17 points he had 116 yards and a touchdown so he still had a good game even with gibbs having his two touchdowns that's a smash he could have easily had another touchdown if it wasn't for you know gibbs getting the goal line carries so uh, another good play though uh wide receiver i had Ayuk. He had 14 and a half points, six for 84, no touchdown. You know, if he gets that touchdown, puts him right up at 20 points. Uh, solid game, but no smash there. He was outside the top 20. And then tight end, I had Logan Thomas. He had uh, nine points, five for 40. 
not a smash, but he was still a top 15 play. So I'll take two yeah. this week. Not too, not too shabby. Solid day. It's hard to be upset uh, with nine points from your tight end. So speaking of tight ends, Tim, right. I want to review that trade we made in Sankey. Um, Kittle's been on a nice little tear for me. So mm-hmm. obviously with Kirk going out, that really, you know, landed that in my direction a little bit. But with Cam Akers down, uh, you know, Madison essentially is starting running back for the rest of the year, assuming he clears concussion protocol. So um, I'm glad we did that trade. I, th- I think I do. Just how it ended up, I, I as soon as we made it, I regretted it a tad. But now I feel like I'm, I'm way more comfortable with it just given the situations. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if you offered it to me again today, I still would do it. I yeah. still would have done it. I, I don't have any regrets there either. It's a great trade. Um, I, I went from having two tight ends to, to none. I mean, I, I had Waller yeah. as my other tight end, um, and he's on IR probably. I could see him just being out for the rest of the year yeah. at this point. Yeah, he's, um, he's cooked. He's done. So I, I hope Madison clears protocol. And Jordan Addison was the other one of that. So I, I kind of, my only regret was when I thought about it, it was like a two players from the same team is a little silly on my, on my side, but I'm okay with it. I still would have done it. And I have, I have no regrets. It was a, it was a, it was a good fair trade. Yeah. I love Addison. He's awesome. And if he would have stayed with Kirk, I, I feel like you would have been the overwhelming, you know, winner of that trade, but um, all right, getting into the smashes this week. So I'm going to start off with the quarterback and a guy that's, man, it's hard not to root for him. He's a journeyman to say the least. Um, some like to call him the pasture not. Joshua Dobbs for the Minnesota Vikings. Nice. So Kevin O'Connell came in, uh, you know, your coach of the year, Tim, made a move, fifth round pick, I want to say, the pennies on the dollar for Josh Dobbs. And I don't know if you guys saw the, um, I'm an adult, so I watch Instagram reels you know, a week after their TikToks. But the Vikings fan who shaved his eyebrows after Dobbs had that comeback win, that was great. Um, it's really hard not to root for Dobbs. He, he's so fun to watch. He's a baller. And he's playing – who's Minnesota playing? Um, I just looked at The Coes. The Coes. That's why I took him. So I think it'll be a good game. The Coes defense has obviously been better, but – this, I feel like this team likes to play for Dobbs, and uh, we'll see if Jefferson comes back. I, I think there's a, a strong chance, so I think Dobbs gets it done. I don't think he blows it out of the water, but I think he rushes for around 40 yards, and I think he could sneak into the end zone on the ground again, and I think he throws at least one. It probably is somewhere around 220, 240 passing yards. That's a smash in my book. Tim, your thoughts? I like it. He was on my list of, of, of people. I, um, yeah, I mean, if there's a quarterback in the league to pick up um, a playbook in a couple days, he's a rocket scientist, literally. Right. Um, so uh, an NFL offense of him remembering stuff is, is <laughs> quite elementary to him. I'm sure. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's he's really he's hard not to root for. He's, he seems like a pretty normal guy. Yeah, you'd, you'd see him in a restaurant. And he'd just be eating a burger and having a beer and just hanging out. You know. Well, he was the guy preseason, Jerry. I know you brought it up where he was in the Cardinals um, store and he couldn't get his jersey. Like he couldn't mm-hmm. order his jersey on the little kiosk. So um, that'll tell you how ordinary the guy is. But uh, Tim, I'm all about some self-deprecating humor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, Tim, who are you smashing at quarterback? Um, 
Well, and probably least surprising of this whole show, C.J. Stroud. He's found it. He's figured it out. Um, He's got a a good offensive coordinator that just knows what the heck he's doing. He's the next up-and-comer, I think. Um, Might be one and done and be a... Yeah. um, That's what pisses me off about the Steelers. Why can't they find a guy like this? There are guys (laughs) out there. There are guys out there and they just can't find him. And, um, yeah, he's got it figured out pretty good. Um, this has been talked about a lot, but something that I was three or four days ago old, I had no idea about CJ Stroud's dad, um, being in jail and. Oh yeah. I I just heard that this week too. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I think CJ Stroud talked about like, you know, the system being unfair and rigged against certain people and stuff. But then you, you look at what his dad did, you know, there's some things people are in prison for the wrong things or wrong place, wrong time. It it doesn't sound like Mr. Stroud (laughs) deserves to be anywhere else than put in prison. But um, anyway, yeah, he's my um, smash of the week and probably very, like I said, very not surprising that I would choose him. Yeah. I mean, he's been a popular smash the past few weeks. So, we could not support that anymore here. Uh, Jerry, who do you have a quarterback? I'm going to go with another popular guy, Sam Howell nice. versus the Giants. He's on a real nice run like we talked about. He's got uh, over 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns in his past three games, uh, all 300-plus. So I'm going to ride that hot hand. Give me give me Howell. All right. Howell at the moon, as they say. Jerry, running back. Running back, I'm going to dive a little deeper here. Uh, I'm going to go with Devin Singletary. Ooh. Uh, matchup against the Cards this week. They gave him the ball 30 times last week. Uh, yeah. I think Houston can get up on them, uh, which is going to lead to him getting a lot of carries again. Uh, I don't think Pierce is coming back this week. Um, even if he does, I think Singletary's stealing that spot. So uh, I think another good game out of him. All right. Um, Timbo, who do you got at running back? At running back, I am going to go with Brees Hall. Nice. Um, I had that written down before the Jets dropped or waived whatever Michael Carter. Yeah, that was this afternoon. Weird. Very weird. Cardinals, Very weird. Cardinals claimed him. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that kind of even would bolster bolster my Brees Hall pick. Um. He just is good. Give him the ball. He's Zach so Wilson good. Is, yeah. Needs help. You know? The only times he shouldn't have the yeah. ball is when you're trying to throw it to Garrett Wilson, and that's it. He seems you're to right. be very – he's on his top speed after his, after his first step. Yeah, yeah. He really sticks out as – he's just immediately always at his top speed. And that's a year removed from tearing his ACL. Insane. Yeah. Fucking yeah. love Breeze. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who we already talked about in not a very friendly fashion, and I'm going to go back to the well, and we're going to see what happens, and it's going to be Tony Pollard. Um, we shall see. Uh, it's very much me trying to wish it into existence uh, at this point here, but Dallas has a date with Carolina, one of the worst run defenses in the league, and if it, you know, I, I've said this about a few Panthers opponents. If it doesn't happen this week, it's not happening. So let's see it. Tony P, yeah. I'm going to say four catches for, 
don't know, north of 40 yards. I'm going to say close to 100 on the ground, and I think he gets a score. I think it's a big game. I think it's a nice game. So um, started off with or with wide receiver here, fresh off a of bye, and you know me, Jerry. Post-bye, rookie bump, Rishi Rice <laughs> for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think he's taken over as their one. As long as the volume can get there. Now, it hasn't been the past few games. Again, Mahomes was sick, but I really like this kid, Rice. Uh, was big on Sky Moore. Um, obviously, that didn't work out. Uh, I still have hope for him. Maybe a couple years down the road, we'll see as long as he's tied to Mahomes. But Rishi Rice gets it done here. I'm going to say at least 60 yards and a score. Tim? Uh, my my receiver picks pile uh, pretty chalk. Um, A.J. Brown. Okay. He's, he seems to be unguardable. Yeah. You know, from what I, what I've seen, um, he's, he's one that like, you know, if I quickly asked you gun to your head, who are your top three or four receivers, you probably don't name him, but he probably is. He's like right after that. Yeah. 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 And he, every, every argument you would, you would make for him would kind of probably support him being a top three, but you just don't think of him as a top three. Um, so he's mine. He's, always been a problem in a good way so yeah. I, I think it's he's another one that's helping me along in my fantasy football league um he's so consistently really really good it's hard to argue with it yeah great pick jerry yeah. um i'm gonna go with another guy post by here uh puka nakua you guys remember him i think so it's been a little kind while of. he's <laughs> couple down games and Stafford was out and the bye. Uh, he is still dealing with his knee. It's banged up a little bit, but I think that extra week of rest with the bye is uh, certainly going to help. And Stafford, I think, comes back this week. So uh, with that combo, I think he has himself a nice game. I believe they play Seattle, which is notoriously not a great uh, pass defense. Right. So I'd like to see him get a uh, – get some targets, get those catches back up to where he was seeing crazy numbers. Um, we've seen games where both him and Cooper Cup can do it. So give me a nice Puka game. Yeah, and you talked about Seattle in the past defense, which is crazy because they were so good last year with Reek Woolen coming in as a rookie. And they drafted Devin Witherspoon. And he is in the conversation for defensive rookie of the year. How are they not – like, I, I still don't know what's going on with Reek Woolen. I feel like sometimes he plays, sometimes he doesn't. I have no idea if he's hurt. I have no idea if they benched him. I have no idea if, if he's a healthy scratch. He could be out there every play. He's he's not visible at all in, in, in a bad way. So it, that's very weird. But Witherspoon's been the real deal. So, um, But it's a great, yeah. it's a great pick because um, they have been bad. There, there's no way around it. Um, tight end, who you got, Jerry? Our boy going back, the Laporta potty. All right. Um, he's had a, he had a slow week um, last week for how many points the Lions put up. They put up like, forty nine points, and he had you know just a middle of the road game, not a ton of targets. But uh, they play the Bears this week, so I think we see a big bounce back for him, and they make it a focal point to get him the ball ball a little bit more this week, and he's going to find the end zone too. All right. Tim? Uh, Trey, Trey McBride for me. Nice. Um, he was the person I picked up, Matt, after I traded 
George Kittle to you and lost Darren Waller, and I'm glad I picked him up. Yeah, um, he's been great. Kyler's always been kind of a tight end guy, so I, I think he had a big week last week. I don't think he scored a touchdown, but no. had eight or nine catches, 130 yards, I think, and I, I'd be willing to do bet he's going to do about the same. So I remember I was watching that game because I'm a big McBride guy, and I was telling Jerry, I think, he looks just like Kyle Rudolph, but, like, really fast. It's insane. And I think a lot has to do with the tattoo on his arm because that's just, like, what I see when I look mm-hmm. at him, you know, Kyle Rudolph. But he's very fast, and I really like McBride. That is the first 100-yard tight end receiving game for the Cardinals in, I believe, over 35 years. Wow. So, Unbelievable! It was history because he was. Zach Ertz never did that. No, he was sitting on ninety-eight yards for a while, and and finally they they bumped him over. So love to see that. And I will say we're not a very pro Kyler pod here. He looked pretty good. I I thought he looked pretty good last week. Um, All things considered. Agree. Yeah. Um, Tight end here. I'm going to finish it up with a guy that I don't think gets enough love. I know we kind of shot our wad on him last year, and he and he didn't deliver. But it's going to tie in with. Um, C.J. Stroud, and it's going to be Dalton Schultz. He's been just massacring other teams lately. So Schultz has been awesome. Yeah. Probably their most talented pass catcher right now. You know, maybe make the argument for for Tank Dell. Um, Nico Collins is banged up. Not sure if he is going to be back or not. Um, if he is, I'd say, you know, he's in that conversation too. But I like Schultz, and, and it seems to be um, – you know, he seems to sit in the uh, zone, uh, very Kelsey-esque, to where he just knows where those soft parts are. So, um, I like Schultz here. I think he has a, a really nice game, and I think he gets into the end zone. So, that'll wrap up our smashes for the week. And now, we will get into the um, featured segment. Soap! Soapbox Hero. All right, the Soapbox Hero. You know, I'm going to get mine out of the way first because it's just a really general one. I hate fantasy football. I hate betting on football. (laughs) It's all I do from Labor Day to fucking Valentine's Day. I don't know. But it just, man, does it... The Bills really cost me a parlay how the hell do you lose that game like i i i was at work and there's a kid there's a bills fan and i'm like is there any way the bills can lose this game and, and obviously you know he says no but i'm thinking to myself like you're the last leg of my parlay and i was only gonna win like 60 or 70 bucks something like that nothing crazy but it would have been better to have it than not have it and Especially when you win four or five legs on Sunday and they're like, yeah, I got to wait till Monday. I hate having those where you got to wait. And they just fucking shit the bed. Unbelievable. And the Steelers kept the under for me. I took the under in that game. I think it was an alternative under. But the Ravens fucked me. The Bengals fucked me. How do these teams lose these layup games, I feel like? they. I realize that's the NFL and that's what makes it exciting, but... I uh, I have a hard time stomaching that stuff when I could not be more sure of it. Like this week, Miami playing the Raiders. I would love to bet several hundred dollars on Miami to cover like two and a half points. They're going to end up fucking losing or something dumb. And I just, 
I already know it, and I know I'm going to put some money on it. But even worse, fantasy football. I feel like all my teams are really good, and they suck so bad. I know we touched on it last week. Um, <laughs> my team in uh, your league, Jerry, and I know I lost you know, a handful of guys for the year. Um, but man, the luck that I've had, it's been so bad. I lost to Glock who doesn't even know when football is on. He doesn't watch it. He, he you know, he's there for the ride and, and I love the guy, but he doesn't take it seriously at all. And I lose to him because James Cook, James Cook fumbles. And then Ken Dorsey puts him in the doghouse for Lat Murray against the Coes. And he's averaging eight yards a clip. I have a hard time stomaching football when stuff like that happens. It, it really, really, really hurts my feelings. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> so um, this has just been the toughest year ever for me in fantasy. Um, I, I really can't remember another one, and it's injuries, and it's luck, and it's just – I you know those signature wins that you get Monday night or, or, or Sunday night, and um, maybe you got a couple guys going and you pull off a miracle or maybe – you're playing against Keenan Allen and you're up by seven and he tweaks his hamstring in the first quarter and can't finish the game. And those are those signature wins. You're like, man, that was, that really set me up. I have not had one of those across seven leagues this year. (laughs) Those are so exciting. And I don't even bother to stay up to watch the rest of the night games anymore. Cause it's just like, I know what's going to happen. If I have a player, you're not going to do anything. And if I have a bet, you're going to (laughs) lose. So um, that's me. I'm going to, Take both of your hands, and I'm going to need a little boost off of the soapbox because I'm in a bad way right now. And, uh, Jerry, I'm going to throw it to you. I'm going to save our guest for last. Yeah, I feel you there. It's been uh, a tough year. and It's kind of a good segue into mine. Uh, it's kind of more of just a, a thought, me thinking here, not so much getting on the soapbox and complaining about something, but matchup-based leagues. Um, that's what I've always been in. I, I'm a fan of them, but a trend I feel like I'm seeing more that maybe this year than ever. And I know Tim's experienced it some in the sanctuary this year is like teams that have some of the highest points, yet they're at the bottom of the rankings because of a bad matchup schedule. Like in, in the sanctuary, the league we're all in, I'm second in points, but I'm in ninth place. It's just because I have by the highest points against. Um, is it? Is it? Are these matchup leagues too based on just luck of schedule? Because I've been on the other side of it too. Last year in my league, I had one of the lowest points scored yeah. in the league, yet I made it to the final. It, I mean, I got lucky. On a lot of matchups, teams were crumbling when they played me. Are we truly finding out who the best team is doing a matchup versus matchup based league? But then it's do you if you go to points, does that take away some of the fun and the competitiveness of it? Because it's just like, who cares? It's not one v one now. It's one v six. I just need to score in the top half. So I've been just kind of playing around with these. What's your got? What's your thoughts on that? It sucks. Um, I get it because I'm there with you. I mean, in double league, my team, I feel for a while it was scoring very high records, dog shit. I I haven't been scoring much lately, but um, I've played a few leagues in the past, but I haven't in a long time where there is no matchups and it's just score based. 
and you just play throughout the right. year and there's no win loss throughout the week. You just score whatever. And then you take the top six scores and they get in the playoffs and it's fun. I mean, it's less shit talking and, and competition, which is a fun part of it, but right. um, it's a nice little change of pace. And uh, Jerry, I know, I think, uh, no, I think it was the, it was the, t- it was the week that Judd came on to talk uh, um, best ball and, and you were, uh, you had some obligations that night, but I've been wanting to start this league, and I'm sure we've talked about it for a couple years, to where we have like a like a 14 team guillotine league, to where the bottom scorer every week gets cut from the league, and I love yeah. that. And their players don't go anywhere; they just they're done, they're inactive. Their players don't go in the pool or anything. And I gotta find a platform to do that because I'd love to do that next year because in 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 a best ball format. Because it would be effortless, and I, and I feel like a lot of the stress from the season is the in-season management for people to where like, oh, I don't want to do another league, but it's like, just draft the team. So I'm still trying to work out the kinks on that. I'm sure both of you would be down for that. Judd is certainly um, interested, but very fun concept to where you take what 14 teams, and then there's going to be a few where it's like a, a two-week period. Okay, like nobody gets eliminated this week in week 10 or something, and then in the playoffs, it's like you know, three or four teams and you get two or three weeks to stack your points and, and winner takes all. So um, still playing around with yeah. that kind of a, kind of a, uh, the antithesis of what you were just talking about there, Jerry. But um, right. as far as matchups go, I kind of hate them, but I kind of love them too, because the com- competition, <laughs> right. It's definitely a, yeah, it's a love hate relationship, no doubt, because it can go, it's, it's funner to have the, the Monday night showdown, each got yeah. one player going, you know, it makes it more competitive. I feel like, but then there's so many times, like we had Wagner on what a week ago or a couple of weeks ago. And we played in our dynasty league and we were the top two scores. So yeah. I, I won, I beat him by 10 points or whatever. He would have beat every single other team in the league, but he gets a loss. Those ones are tough to swallow, yeah. but that's fantasy football, I guess. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tim, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I mean, if I if I didn't have any bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. Um, but but then you kind of lose that competitive nature. I don't know. I I do like the weekly matchups because I like. If I was in a league where I didn't know my fellow league makes, I I would. It, it's not as you know. I'd be with you more so to like just kind of let it roll but um since i do know all you idiots uh, that's part of the fun for me honestly is just to like right you know because the the when the the sanctuary league i mean i can't remember last time i've seen both of you right you know but then just like in a lot of others in that league too um but you know and i don't see nate often but every week every time i play nate i i get a text from him or you know we talk about something else so it's it, that part of it brings it back to yeah the, I guess the camaraderie. That's, that's truly the best thing about fantasy football, I think, is that it keeps relationships alive, really. Yeah. It does. You know, everyone's adults. We've all moved away. Otherwise, would probably wouldn't half of the people wouldn't talk to each other or anything. You know, at least this once a year for half the year, you get together again. Yeah. All right, Timbo, you're up. Um. So my thing with the thing I want to bitch about with fantasy football, you just said we're all adults here. I don't want to have to play running backs. 
<laughs> I don't know how we would do this with it's like a super duper flex league or something, but I don't want to have to do it anymore. I mean, we've all everyone the league has decided they don't matter. I've been telling you people that for probably twelve years, but if I don't want to play a running back, I don't want to. I don't want to have to. You can run a no running back set in football. You, for example, if, Ma- if Madison doesn't pass concussion protocol, I honestly don't know who I'm going to play at running back. I'm just going to have to put someone in there to fill a roster spot because I have to, not because I want to. And I could play Deontay Johnson or, or somebody else that I'm probably going to have on my bench because of the receivers. I just, I don't want to have to play running backs. I definitely don't want to have to play two of them. Yeah. Every week at least because we're playing with some stupid goofball that like I, I picked up, um, I don't even know his name. I already forget his name. The Cowboys uh, backup running back. <laughs> Dowdle. Rico, Rico Dowdle. I don't know who that is. I have no idea. <laughs> Neither does Billy. Right in front of me. I have no idea who he is. And I might have to play him. So it's Billy like, drafted him in a league we were in, and the whole league had no clue who Rico was. He put it up on the board. We're like, yeah. <laughs> he just wrote Rico, but he didn't. He couldn't, there you go. he couldn't tell us his last name. So, like, I think a few of us knew who he was, Rico Dowdle, but he just wrote Rico, and we're like, Rico who? And he was just like, Rico. And I just kept saying, I was like, Rico Collins? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> but that's so Billy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that furthers my point, I guess. It's yeah. like, if Billy thinks this guy's worth playing, then he's definitely not. So it's like, yeah, I, mean, I, just, you need adult, like... I don't want to have to play running backs. If I don't want to have to do it. I'm, I'm sick of the... The... You need like a, a QB and then like nine flex spots. Yeah. And then I'm you. I'm fine with that. Because the, you don't care if the team you're playing plays eight running backs against you, do you? No. I, I would no. love that. I would love <laughs> yeah. that. See, I played. And give you us know, the you... freedom. Give us the freedom to fill our lineup the way we want. Give me yeah, I'm nine flex almost spots. Almost 36 years old. Let me do what I want with my fantasy football team. <laughs> Stop censoring me. I played in a league once, and it was one quarterback, one tight end. Or no, it was two quarterbacks, one tight end, and six flexes. Oh, and I kind of hated it. I'll be honest God, with you. I'm, I'm with you on the running backs because I've been vocal about that. I, I don't care for them at all. I've won most of my championships, and, you know, dare I say there's been quite a few of them, with very minimal running back talent. Um, yeah. the, the last one in the league we're all in, I won in 2020 COVID year. Sanctuary. My running backs were Miles Sanders, and I guess I had Eckler, but he was dead half the year with an injury. So mm-hmm. I won yeah. that league on DK Metcalf, Steph Diggs, uh, Calvin Ridley, Brandon Cooks, and Robert Woods in my five wide receiver set. That's how I won that league. Um, and how many catches did did Eckler have? That's that's kind of a, what mi- I'm saying a million. Too. It's like yeah, a million. He, right? Didn't last year he had like a hundred catches. You yeah, know? he was like a wide receiver. One. That's a right. receiver. Yeah, yeah, he was a receiver. That's stands short. next to Herbert, you know. Yeah, or behind him, just like Camara. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like <laughs> well, that'll wrap up the uh, week eleven episode of the Funk House. So, Tim, really appreciate you coming on. I know all of the listeners are really going to be excited for this one. Um, the email was just. I, I had to delete several of them because everybody was just requesting you to come on. So um, 
we wow. had to we had to answer them and uh, really appreciate you coming on and like I said um, best of luck to you and the family and uh, happy early birthday coming up in about a month yeah yeah it's uh, exactly a month actually so just looking at the date there but thank you guys believe me the pleasure is all on this side of the computer screen so I I, uh, I appreciate the invite and uh, the good time all right week 11 Jerry. What do you? What advice you got for him? Hold on tight, man. It's playoffs are here, pretty hell much. A, hell of a ride. Here we if go. If there's uh, trade deadlines, trade deadlines are coming up in a lot of leagues. So if you are desperate and you have some chance of making playoffs, try and make some moves. You're running out of time, so do it now. The time is now. Alrighty, for Timbo Slice and Mr. Chains, I am Matty Funk. We'll see you next week. Good luck. Peace.